listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. It is such a privilege to be with you, and it's such a privilege also to be with those of you that are viewing us online. We have a very, very good message for you tonight about one of our biblical heroes. But in our usual fashion, before we get started, I have to tell you a little story. Right, boys and girls? You like a little story, don't you? So uh, there was this couple that was celebrating their silver wedding anniversary, 25 years of marriage, and they got together, and they had a bunch of their friends there, and as they were celebrating, the husband got up, and he announced to the group that was assembled together that they had had 25 years of marriage without an argument. And so there was one guy down on the front row, and he says, I can't believe that. 25 years, and you've never gotten into an argument? He said, well, explain that to me. He said, well, you know, we got married, and then we went straight to a ranch, and we went hunting on horseback. And as we were going hunting with our guns on horseback, that as my wife was going along, her horse, about a half a mile into our ride, stopped. And so she looked at the horse, and she said, that's one. And so about another mile, we went farther down, and my wife's horse stopped again. She looked at the horse, and she said, that's two. And so about another half a mile down the trail, her horse stopped again. And she shot the horse in the head. And he jumped off of his horse and he says, you can't shoot a horse like that. That doesn't make any sense. And she looked at me and she said, that's one. (laughs) We've been peaceful ever since. So tonight I want to talk to you about a very familiar story that most of us have heard, and if you are viewing us online and you've never heard the story, it's actually found in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, and it is the famous story of David and Goliath. But what I want to do is is give you tonight the kind of grown-up version of the story that probably you didn't hear exactly this way, but it is the same story, trust me. Now, we're going to have to read it. It is kind of long, so be patient with us here. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 32, it says that David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul replied, You are not able to go up against this Philistine, for you are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. 
And when the lion or the bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it and I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you. And then Saul dressed him in his own tunic, and he put a coat of armor on him, a bronze helmet on his head, and David fastened on his sword over his tunic and tried walking around in them, but was not able to use them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off, and then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the stream. And he put them in his pouch, in his shepherd's bag, and his sling in his hand, and approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. And he said to David, Am I a dog that you should come after me with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. He says, Come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. And David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you down, cut your head off. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine armies to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. That's pretty good, isn't it? All those gathered here will know that it is not by the sword or the spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of you into our hands. And the Philistine moved closer to attack him. And David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, he took a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword, and in the hand he struck him down, the Philistine, and killed him. I love this story. 
I think this is an amazing story. I mean, of all the stories that have been told in history, to me, this is one of the greatest stories. I don't like bullies. I've never liked bullies. We used to take on the bullies in the park in New York City. We, we didn't like the bully. I don't care how big the bully is, he can't run in five different directions at the same time. That was our motto in taking care of the bully. You come from that angle, I come from that angle, you come from that angle, you come from that angle. We'll all attack him and run. It works. Well, when you look at this story, what I want you to see in this story tonight is something much bigger than what you normally get out of this story. There are giants in the valley. There, are, there is a giant in the valley that you're going to have to face. There is a giant of despair. There is a giant of hopelessness. There is a giant of cancer. There is a giant of loneliness. There is a giant of shame and guilt. There are giants in the land, and the giants are constantly talking to us. And so David comes up into this situation where Goliath has been given his best of speeches for 30 days. He comes out twice a day, and he delivers a speech. I want you to know that whatever it is that's blocking you from getting to your destiny will come out both morning and night, and then sometimes between the morning and between the night, and it will give you a speech. Amen. Come on, let me know I'm in the right church. We have to face giants. There are giants in this world that we live in. We're facing a massive giant right now. There are giants in the land. And the giants got tons of speeches. Goliath comes out and he gives his speech in the morning. And then Goliath comes out and he gives his speech in the evening. And the children of Israel, the armies of Israel, are all shivering in their boots. Because it's easier to hear Goliath's speech than it is to hear the words of God. So there are giants in the land. David shows up. When David shows up, the part I didn't read because it was really long what I read. It would have been longer if I had read the whole thing. But what happened is when he got there, his brother says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You ain't got no business here. Who's taking care of those few sheep of yours? I want you to know that you may be doing something today that does not appear to be very significant at all, but it could be something that's preparing you to take on your giant. And so David shows up, and he hears the message of what's been going on for the last 30 days, and all of a sudden when he hears all of this good talk and Finally, one of the guys come over to him and he says, the guy who actually takes on Goliath will actually get to marry the king's daughter. And he thinks, well, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> but here's the part that got him. And he won't pay taxes. 
How many people sign up for that? So he hears this story, and he decides, you know what? I think I can take this giant on. But let me tell you something about taking a giant on. Before you focus on the giant, listen to what he says in the passage. He says, listen, I've been responsible for taking care of my father's sheep. The way you prepare yourself to take on a giant is by doing what you're responsible for doing now well. Okay, that went over really, really big. <laughs> so he was responsible for taking care of the sheep. And while he was out there being responsible for taking care of the sheep, there were times when a lion would come out and go after the sheep. I want you to know that this day when David has this great victory is not the first time he's ever thrown a slang. As a matter of fact, he threw the slang thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times. You can't have your big day when you're not willing to have your little day. He says, listen, I got history with this dude. I took on the bear. This guy ain't no bigger than a bear. I took on the lion. Let me tell you something else about what he was doing. When God had him on the backside of the desert taking care of the sheep, he was an unknown. Samuel comes to his house and he's going to anoint the next king, his father doesn't even bring him out. I want you to know that you may be unknown, and you may be doing things that are unknown, but God is preparing you to take on your giant. But you got to do what you're doing right now as though your life depends on it. You got to do it with excellence. And if you're faithful over a little, you'll be faithful over much. You can't win the battle against the giant in the valley when you're not willing to win the battle on the backside of the desert. What do you do? What do you do when nobody's looking? What do you do when nobody's paying attention? If you're going to develop excellence facing Goliath, you got to have excellence when nobody really cares about what you're doing. He says, well, what are you doing with just those few sheep? You know what he could have done? He could have been lazy about it, and he could have let the lion take the sheep and just say, hey, I did what I could. So do you show up on time? His father said to him, I want you to get some food together. I want you to get some things together for your brothers. And I want you to go down there. And I want you to give them these things and find out for me what the situation is with the battle. And guess what he did? He got it together right away and he showed up. Are you showing up? 
on time. You showing up on time? Are you being excellent when you show up? Are you being all the way present when you show up? Okay. Okay. Okay, I know I'm meddling a little bit now. So, he gets there, and he says, I take on this giant. And Saul says, you're just a child. You, you, this guy's been a warrior since he's been small. You're not going to be able to do this. He says, listen, I got the experience. I've been doing this when nobody's been paying attention. This is my moment, dude. I'm taking him on. <laughs> so, so he says, okay, the Lord be with you. Saul was like glad to get out of the situation because Goliath has actually been calling out to him twice a day for the last 30 days. And so David takes off down to the valley. You got to go down to the valley. You got to face the issue. I know you've been hearing speeches, but at some point, you're going to have to go and face the issue. If you've got an addiction problem, you got to face the issue. If you've got a problem of not being there or not being everything that your spouse wants you to be, you got to face the problem. If you've got an issue within your family, you got to face the problem. If you've got an issue on the job, you've got to face the problem. And so he heads down to the valley, and when he's getting ready to go down, Saul says, hey, how'd you like to use my fancy armor that I've never used? <laughs> it's like new. No. I've never tried it out on Goliath, but I mean, it's good. So David puts on the armor. He gets it on. He can't walk. I mean, he can't move. He says, I can't use this. Let me, say, let me say something to you. What you need to succeed is not somebody else's armor. What you need to be successful in your life is not somebody else's talents, is not somebody else's gifts, what you need to succeed is to get good at what you know. So he puts all of this stuff on and he said, man, I can't use this stuff. I ain't even comfortable with this stuff. So he decides, you know what I'm going to do? I got some equipment. My equipment is not nearly as fancy as Saul's equipment. But guess what? If you give me some time, I'll tell you something right now. I can't preach like other people. I can't do what some other people can do. But if you give me some time with my rag and my rock, and if you let me wind it up, and if you let me go long enough, I can hit the target. And you got something that you can do that God has been honing on the backside of the desert, that God has been honing in the secret place, that God has been honing in a place where nobody's paying any attention to you. You've got a hospitality gift. You've got all kinds of gifts that you could use for the kingdom of God. And God has been using it in a place where nobody's paying any attention to it, and you don't think it's worth anything. Listen, you need to start using that.
So he got his, he got his, his slang out. Now, when I first read this book, you, keep in mind, I didn't read the Bible till I was grown. I thought, he killed a nine feet nine guy with a slingshot? I had a slingshot when I was a kid. You know the kind you get from the five and dime store? I'm thinking, how do you kill somebody with that? Actually, it wasn't a slingshot. It was what they call in ancient warfare a sling. And a sling is kind of an instrument. We're going to have one here next time. But anyway, a sling is an instrument, and you kind of swing it like this, and you got a rock in it about the size of a baseball. And the longer it is, so let's just say if you're doing it like this, you can only get so much speed out of it. But if you do it like this and you get it longer, you can actually sling that thing about 50 miles an hour. But it takes a lot of practice to develop accuracy. What are you practicing? What are you practicing? So he gets his sling, he heads down to the valley, he starts winding that thing up. Goliath man thinks this is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen because he's got this gigantic sword. I want you to know that the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. David says, you come at me with spear and javelin and sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. I want you to know the giant is speaking to you. The giant is giving you a speech, and now you can repeat the best of the giant speeches, but the battle belongs to the Lord. The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's time to take on the giant. The battle belongs to the Lord. And I want you to know that there is one who knew about the battle that you would be facing. David is a type of Christ that enters the valley and takes on the giant. He took that rock and he hit that, that giant right in the head and knocked him down and took his head off. I want you to know that it was a type of Christ entering the valley. He's already entered the valley so that you could have success He's already entered the valley so that you can have victory. He's already entered the valley so that you can be free from guilt and from shame and from despair and from loneliness and from regret. He's already entered the valley so that you can be free. Though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear not. 
I will fear not. The harm is fearing the giant and not fearing the Lord. If we're going to fear something, let's fear God. I fear not being obedient to my maker. I fear not trusting my maker. I fear not leaning on my maker. Because if God is for us, then who can be against us? The battle is the Lord's. I want you to know if you're watching online, the battle is the Lord. There might have been something that drove you to this broadcast today, but the battle belongs to the Lord. You need to give the battle to God. Christ has entered the valley and has taken the enemy's head off. The devil is a roaring lion. But I want you to know, if you can learn a little something about lions, a lions will actually fake attack you. They'll run at you to see what you're going to do. And if you run, you're turning the stake. It's true. But if you hold your ground, it'll fake attack you and go away. It roars at you to see what you're going to do. And your issues are roaring at you to see what you're going to do. You got to say, you come at me with powerful words and in a giant way, but I come at you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, and the battle belongs to the Lord. And because the battle be belongs to the Lord, I can only have victory. So, Lord, we surrender ourselves to the giants that speak to us. Lord, we surrender ourselves to the emotions, the giant emotions that encapsulate us and keep us from our best version of ourselves. And tonight, Lord, we give those thanks to you because you've already gone into the valley. You did it for each one of us. You are our high priest. You said, come to, to you. Uh, come, come with everything that we have. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and you will give us rest, Lord. And so, Lord, we ask for that rest that comes from the victory of knowing that the battle is yours. We pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. listen, thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.